He's Aaron. She's Liz. And, and we're, we're married to, to the, the idea. idea. Where we take a look at pop culture, movies and entertainment, and etc. sundries from two different perspectives. And I'm very excited about today's episode. Yeah, I figured you would be. Now, don't let Aaron's voice fool you. He actually does like what we're going to talk about, too. Yeah, I do, just not to the nth degree that you do. But I think it's going to be a pretty fun episode, honestly, because we definitely have two very different perspectives. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little bit more um, die-hard versus casual, uh, with you being the die-hard and me versus being casual, uh, which is not as the norm, not the norm. Yes. Uh, today we're not going to be looking at a movie. We are going to be looking at a TV series. Yeah, we decided to change it up just a little bit, uh, have a little bit of variety. I'm excited. I love variety. Uh, so what we're going to do, um, because it's a TV series, we're definitely going to get into spoiler town. We're definitely going to talk about key plot points and characters. And we definitely recommend that you don't listen unless you're okay with things getting spoiled from both of these. Because we are going to be talking about Gilmore Girls and Gilmore Girls, A Day in the Life, the a new, the life. A Year in the yeah. Life, the new Netflix show revival revival yeah. as it were um and we're we're gonna try to stay away um because uh, a friend of ours is a huge huge fan of not only gilmore girls but the gilmore guys podcast yeah don't worry we won't be doing any gilmore guys podcast we won't be rating this three out of five cups of coffee we won't be doing the, <laughs> we've got our own uh, rating we system. won't be doing the fashion report we will uh we will keep away from your guys's thing because we love you to pieces we're going to talk about Basically, we're not going to do a blow-by-blow. Blow. We're really just going to talk about both of our different experiences with Gilmore Girls, how we came to be it, and then we're going to talk about our opinions of both series as a whole, as opposed to certain seasons or episodes. More on the characters and their growth as opposed to what happens to them. Make sense? Yeah, and I, I and I think that's a good idea because we typically kind of go into plot uh uh, develop, we delve into the plots too much and this will help us because it's you know uh, we're was, going it seven, to was it seven seasons? Seven seasons. Seven seasons and then a four episode revival. One hour and a half one hour one and a half hour episodes I believe. Yeah so um, so we'll, we can stay away from plots for the most part um, and we'll definitely bring up main things that happen but just in yeah. passing so again we recommend that you don't listen to this one unless you have seen both or have a passing knowledge of both and don't mind having one or the other ruined for you. So do you want me to start off and then... Tell us about your Gilmore Girls experience, Aaron. Well, um, I was not uh, a viewer whenever it was first on air. Um, the uh, the Gilmore fad passed me by uh, the first time, or the first time, if you want to call it that way. Um, I watched... I don't even know if I watched an episode when it was on air. Um, but after you and I dated um, and you told me all about it, I think I finally relented. I was like, okay, let's watch. I think you and I just watched a couple episodes. And I'm just like, okay, I can see why you like it. And then we, and then I told her, all right, let's start with episode one. Because uh, both uh, Elizabeth and I have just binged entire series. Netflix is made for that. Yeah, but even before then, uh, back... We had all seven box sets. Yeah, that, that, that was helpful too. Um, but do you remember back in the days of um, 
what when Elizabeth was still in college, we binged. That's the right. Entire... I would wait. I would go to my morning classes, and you would be getting up, and we would sit down and both watch the CW in different parts of the country and watch the episode at the same time because we were yeah. precious. <laughs> well, yeah, get, get used to it, folks. We are we are sugary sweet. Um, like but, a cavity. But I remember, like one weekend, I came and visited you, and we watched all of uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. We should do that versus Korra next. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, future ideas popping up, Oh, folks. left and right, left and right. But let's stick to this one. Yes. There's so, a lot to get through, over 170 episodes. Oh, my God. Total for everything. Um, so, the, so, I watched it with you, um, and I watched it more in my adult development, um, or like later teens, early 20s, um, I guess, because now I'm in my late 20s. <laughs> Oh, with my birthday coming uh, up really coming, soon. Coming up soon, but uh, I I liked it. I liked the wittiness of the um, the writing style, and I liked how um, we had um, we had a lot of uh, there was a lot of different ways that they took things. Uh, a lot of times, I didn't agree with how characters made choices or how they. Um, but you liked it things. for its own accord. I think the thing I liked best about you watching it was that it stopped being, oh, my girlfriend does it, so I'll do it. You genuinely liked it after oh, a while. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I, I would still say that I genuinely like it. I I wouldn't call myself as diehard of a fan of it as you are, but <laughs> I would definitely say that I liked it, you know. Um, I liked the, the, ta the town... Like, if I could live in Stars Hollow, I would. Right I in the loved... middle of Burbank, California. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the, like, the actual physical set. No, I know but... what you mean. It was always <laughs> funny to see the mountains in the background of town shots. I'm like, those aren't Connecticut mountains. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it's just, it, but um, I always I always liked that. All the growing references. Up on... You love referential humor. Oh, God, yeah. It, but the funny thing is, is I didn't get half of them. <laughs> especially because it was, you know, kind of a product of the times a little bit. So, I liked the mother-daughter relationship for the most part. Um... And then there, there are obviously some side characters that were, um, you know, some of my favorite. Kirk will always... A special place my, in my heart. Kirk is my spirit animal. Kirk, Kirk, uh, Kirk is, uh, in my, all, will always be in my heart. So, not only because he's the, the brother of director, uh, James Gunn, but also just how they did the James, character. James, uh, we love you. Come on the show. Love to have you. <laughs> Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Gilmore God. I'm gonna. That was my last. That was my last riff. That was my last rip off of you. You have your own podcast. We have ours. That's enough of that. Anywho, <laughs> uh, so um, so my uh, my initial impression of the original series was very good. A little dated with some of its stuff, um, but it's hard whenever it was produced in the time frame that it was. You could definitely see a slump after the creator left. Second season, the, the lost season. season. Yeah, you could definitely. There, there, some things happen here. Is like plot points that yeah, definitely yeah, shouldn't yeah, have yeah. happened if they'd been allowed to contain, retain creative control. And then just the 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 dialogue. The dialogue I thought all, that always gave me a chuckle. So. The dialogue is what I aspire to talk like in my life. And yeah, uh, and then the uh, the revival. Um, so far of the revivals that I've seen, 
this one was as close as recapturing the magic as I've come across yet. There's some revivals in the work or some continuations in the work that I'm looking forward to um, kind of along the Nickelodeon lines. Uh, but this is the one that I've, that I've seen. I was not a fan of Full House, so Fuller House is whatever. Um, I only saw a, you know, a little bit of Boy Meets World, but I've heard Girl Meets World is just basically for the fans of Boy Meets World with all its cameos and references. So um, this, to me, cap it was as close as capturing the, the feel and the magic. So um, I liked it for the most part. There were a lot of things that was kind of like, Oh, yeah, I don't really like that as much. We'll but get into that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. So, um, But, you know, as fun as it is to hear about a filthy casual talk about it, let's hear from you, Elizabeth. Uh, Miss Die Hard has three shirts from there. Had, try to get an like, authentic uh, Luke's Diner, whenever they had the Luke's Diner Day uh, coffee cup, trying to get a coffee cup, and then is... Uh, in the process of getting a kitchen table because it is almost exactly like one from Luke's Diner. Take it away, Miss Elizabeth. Oh, with the poodles already. You can draw a sentence out. Oh, I can run on forever and ever and ever. And like Erin said, <laughs> I am a diehard fan. Watched with my mom when I was growing up. It is a part of my young adult life. And I can recite most every episode by heart, it feels like, sometimes. <laughs> and I think I do. Since Netflix... Oh, God. Oh, God. I have to pause it sometimes and tell her, just be quiet. <laughs> and I'm a talker. I'll talk through movies. I'll talk through TV shows. You know uh, what, Aaron? You should try a plum. They're better than sex. Um, <laughs> I think that the show was a really great show for many reasons. A lot of the reasons that Aaron said... Um, and when the revival was announced, I about had a coronary. I could not contain my glee because I was so excited to see Amy Sherman Palladino return to give the series the ending that she had always intended. And it was such a unique concept that they weren't going to start right back where they ended, but actually let time pass and come back to it as if time had passed normally in their lives, just like it did in the rest of the world. I appreciated that. I appreciated a new perspective. However... That well, definitely causes some problems that I have with the series than I would have if it had ended 14 years ago. So, well, let's uh, let's t uh, before we jump into the revival uh, let's section, talk about the characters. yeah, let's talk about the character. Okay, so the uh, who's your favorite character? Yeah, that's what I was kind of going to go into. Um, I would have to say, if it's not for the most part, Luke. Um, it, it might be... Okay, so for, like, the main characters, it'd yes. probably be Luke for secondary. It'd either be uh, Kirk or... Um, I don't know, probably be Kirk. Okay. And, I'm, and I'm not trying to be uh, sexist or, like, oh, I gotta stick with my gender. They're both good characters. They're, they're both good, kind of, for the most part, well-thought-out characters. There's some shit that Luke does that I, I'm like, are you kidding me, man? You, uh... uh and and and, uh, and and then like at one point in the in like the revival I'm like yes Luke so uh, but I I loved Lorelai but she got too possessive at times um, in the series wh whether it was for Rory or whether it was for um, you know other things like for her own life she got selfish like overly so at times um, 
But, uh, and then Rory, Rory was just too perfect. But, uh, again, who's your favorite character? Oh, well, Aaron, since you asked, I've just been <laughs> gesturing for hours to ask me a question. God, she's like bouncing up and down her seat. Um, I would say of the main cast, my favorite character would actually be Emily. I find Ooh, that oh, she I has, yeah. I know, I know. And then of my secondary characters, Paris. Oh, I heart Paris. I hated Paris at the beginning and then she grew as a character. So, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, it, it would even I be I also Kirk love or, Luke and Kirk. So yeah. we'll just put all four of them together. They yeah. just have their own spinoff show. <laughs> the Kirkleys and the dry, The drives of the Luke and the Emilys and the, the zaniness of Kirk and uh, Paris. Paris. I want, did, okay, so Miss uh, Uberfan, did Paris and Kirk ever meet? Hmm. Yes, they did. Um, Paris comes to Rory's town to find a scoop about small town life at the seedy side of undertown life to get the scoop for the paper for the Franklin. And uh, Taylor stops him outside the video store because Rory had previously told Kirk, hey, there's this risky cover on one of these videos that the kids can see. You might want to put that on a higher shelf. And they went to the extreme and created a curtain, the Rory curtain, to hide all of the objectionable material behind, which was every movie but Bambi and Dumbo. <laughs> yeah, and pretty much. Kirk was the employee, so uh, they did meet each other then. Okay. That's, that, that, that's, uh, that, uh, that, I mean, that alone just kind of speaks to the whole series. So, um, but, uh, okay. So, let's flip it on its head. Yeah. Who is your least favorite character? Oh, Aaron. Are we allowed to include the revival in this? No. Oh, you, we, we, we We have to We have to keep it separate. At least... We, we can talk about it soon, though, right? I have so much to say. I know. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that very shortly. Okay. Really okay. shortly? Okay. Okay. So, how about this? Because uh, even though my, my answers would be almost identical... For the revival, how about as this? It is instead for the of least thing? favorite character, because I don't think that's very fair. How about um, your most memorable episode? Which was the most memorable episode? Oh, for but you? I want to know. I want to know your, what your least favorite character was. I don't think I have was, one. That's why I think we should I'll, not do I, it. I'll be. I'll be straight up. Jess, I hated. Oh, if we're gonna say okay, Tristan. Tristan. Well, see, Shad Michael Murray. <laughs> Tristan was a terrible character. Like they never gave him an appropriate amount of respect. Like, I, I don't know, uh, uh, we, Logan might be on a lot of people's list, Oh, yes, too. without including the revival, Logan's a bastard through and through, but without including the revival, yes, Jess was an ass. Jess, including the Jess, revival, he becomes one of my new yes, favorite I, characters. And that's, yeah, that I would have to, I would have to agree with that. Like, Jess, in the revival, Jess might be one of my favorite characters. Mm -hmm. Again, I think Luke wins only slightly because the man is my father. <laughs> at one point, at one point, I had to pause, and, and she hates it when I do this, but I will pause in the middle of something just to say, so I'm not interrupting, and at one point, I pause and take a picture because the the Luke is sitting on a couch, and he's, he doesn't have his hat on, he's just sitting there, I think he's in like a polo or something like that, and he looks, not identical, but so freaking close to my father, I'm just like, I snap a picture, I'm like... Is like is Dad suddenly in Stars Hollow or something yeah. like that? It just it, it was oh my god! But Luke reminded me so he reminded me of my father in the original show in the original. How uh, about this then? Too, of all but. of the romantic uh, entanglements on the show, what is your favorite relationship of any on the show entirely? Any character? What is your favorite relationship? Oh. Because my favorite is Suki and Jackson. Suki and Jackson was that like. It, it, that was as, probably as close to a fairy tale. Oh no, I got one better. 
Tell me. Babette and her husband. I forget his name. And Maury. Oh, they were adorable (laughs) and so... Like, I felt like they could have gone through anything. Oh, yeah. Uh, They were... They were uh, adorable. Emily and um, Richard. Richard... they are pretty good. Too. They're pretty good. Uh, too cold for like to be uh, my number one, but I did like that they were able to work through a lot and of then, different stuff. Of course, Luke, Luke and, and Lorelai. The only reason it's not in my top three or even my top five is simply because of how many ups and downs they had. They had to go through the Ross and Rachel. And I wish they didn't. Crap. And I feel like if they'd ended the show at season five, they would never have had to do that. They yeah. they had to expand it. They had to include things that were completely out of character. Um, Luke's daughter is not a terrible character in idea and concept, but it is no, the way I, that they treated her. I actually liked that character. It was adorable, and she's smart, and she's and she, they, they actually brought her back in the revival, and I didn't realize it oh, at yeah, first. Oh, yeah, it was so sweet. And it was like, and she's... And she's but she was a device to yeah. break Luke and Lorelai up, to so distrust. And I'm like, that is a ter- that is a sitcom thing right there. That yes. is a just that a- was a that was a that was a bad direction. Well, I hate characters like married characters do not get a fair rap in shows. I feel like people think that the will they won't they relationship is much more intriguing than a married couple. And I think that is a dis- I disagree with that even before I was married. That a married couple is a much more interesting dynamic yeah. to focus on because they already love each other. So now it's just the commitment of staying and working through these things together and yeah, side by I side. I, I do love seeing the build-up to a relationship, but I also want to see the relationship work and how they get through problems, not, oh, here's a problem, they're going to break up. You know, I don't want to see that. I want to see the communication, the the struggle, the uh, the compromise. I don't want to see, oh, Luke has a daughter, so they should break up. You yeah, know, I don't want to see that. A, it would hurt my like, heart. The, the, close, the best example, which they still have so many flaws... The best example of that would be probably Lillian Marshall. Yes. They they still the how they treat these characters still have a shit ton of flaws, but they still treat it with enough hubris that it gets through everything. So I agree. Um, but uh, I believe that the, I, I, <laughs> Batman and uh, Maury might be my favorite relationship, uh, or. I mean, like, I don't know if I have a favorite one. So, Luke and Lorelai was good, but it's definitely not in my top three or my top... It may be in my top five, but it's definitely not How about this? my favorite one. Leading into the revival, there was a lot of thoughts about who Rory had ended up with. Because she oh had God. many I had, boyfriends. I had very, what I had, was your team, Aaron? You don't want to know Tell me the team. team. Okay, so there was actually a poll. So they had, um, they had Rory and Dean, Rory and Jess... Rory and Logan. I think they even had an option for Rory and Tristan, like bringing back to <laughs> Michael Murray, <laughs> even though he's not been in anything in a while. But um, the and the option that I picked because I believe there's like Rory alone, but there was an option that I picked, and I would love to see it. It might be a little forced. Tell, me, say, tell it to me because then I'm going to break it using the rules of canon. Okay, go ahead. Well, the rule. I don't know. I don't know if you can break it with the rules. I can't go ahead. All right. So Gilmore fans, I apologize in advance, but I was totally Rory in Paris. I know you. I, I was Rory in Paris, and it's not because like oh they're taught. <laughs> no, I liked it because they kind of grew up together, almost in a Rory and Dean capacity, but they kind of grew up together. She helped. Uh, Paris to like actually become more able to be herself, but uh, not where not where she had to stop being controlling, but where she could learn how to communicate with people better. And to that, I say that Roy and Paris went on spring break together. 
when they were in college. Yeah, I saw that episode. And when she kisses Rory at the club, she says, get off me, you're not my type, and walks out. <laughs> well, yeah, but she does that kind of stuff all the time. I, and here's the thing. The relationship and the revival was even closer to that kind of situation that I could see. And, and again, it's not because, oh, she has short, or because Paris has short hair. Well, we can... I think it's it was honestly just because of the... <laughs> Did you just say because she has short no, hair? No, it's, it's not because she has short hair. It's honestly because how the relationship, how A, they still had a, such a really strong friendship. I mean, the woman changes where she goes to college yep. and but she, who she wants to same, ruin. But you're the same person who thinks that Frodo and Sam were gay and they weren't. They were totally gay. They were but not. That's a separate separate subject that maybe we'll touch on. They were friends to the end. So. Do we have to get into it, babe? Okay. You've got to touch on it. Uh, yeah, well, hang on. You brought you brought up a good one, and I, I do want to do that. Go. So, without going into the revival, what was your most memorable episode? Hmm. There are a couple ones. Um, I think my favorite one just. Oh, for... we forgot to ask you about your your coupling. Oh, my coupling. Uh, Rory needs to figure out her own shit. She doesn't need no man. Oh, I, it's true. You made you made me answer it uh, because my I flip flopped so hard when I was growing up. It was Dean all the way, straight Dean. And my sister was Jess. And then after the revival, I'm like, oh, yeah, Team Jess. And then before that, I thought maybe Team Logan. But after a while, I'm like, Rory just needs to get her own I'm, stuff together. She, Logan wasn't terrible in the original series. And then in the revival, like, like he wasn't a great character, but he wasn't terrible. He and I feel human. like they just, they kind of dragged him down deeper in the revival. They did. So. They, they had to make him, like, a villain of sorts. They had, yeah. they had to make it morally ambiguous in a way <laughs> like, that they, the first show didn't. Like, Almost like they kind of kept trying to find reasons of them not to be together, but then um, they, but the, like, and then, then by the way, Rory, Rory was like, "Oh, Rory, we want you, we want you to be together. We want like, or, no, sorry, I'm sorry, Rory is like, but I like Logan, but I like Logan, but I like Logan." Well, she said that all the time, no matter how many times better men show up in her life. Like Marty never got a freaking chance at all, and oh, he was objectively the nicest out of all of them. Na poor naked guy. Poor naked guy. All right, so memorable episode. Uh, my favorite one, just for memorability and jokes. Uh, has got to be, um, <laughs> oh, God, a very, a deep-fried Korean Thanksgiving. Was that the one where they went to, like, all the different Thanksgivings? Four different Thanksgiving dinners. So it was, um, the, uh... The Kims. The Kims, uh, uh, Suki and Jackson. Luke's. Luke's, and, and then... then their, her parents. Yeah. So what did they do at Luke's? I forget. I, I remember that. Uh, good. I remember because they were trying to deep fry the turkey, and Suki gets drunk. Yes. <laughs> yes, she. Is. I was like, that, here, uh, Melissa McCarthy. You are a fantastic, fantastic actress. You are funny as hell. Melissa, we love you. Come on the show. Um and. I thought you said that other one was the last. Good I know. Spit my hand. I've been bad. Ow. I hope you heard that. Uh, but Melissa McCartney, you are a funny actress, and you are a good actress as well. But stop getting in your own head, or stop giving these roles that are made specifically for you. No, she's been she's been typecast as physical comedy girl. Exactly. She's especially in this show. God, she was she was a funny character, but. 
Um, I, I digress. I think it's more of the sweet versus raunchiness of her later physical acts. You know, in some of her newer ones, she's still not super raunchy, but I think she just, she keeps choosing these roles, A, because of her husband, and B, um, because of, like, getting typecast now, so I, I feel like they, they rely too much on the physical comment. I, th I think you have a good point with that. So, going back to the deep-fried... Korean Thanksgiving. There's so many good parts that this is the very beginning of Rory and Jess's relationship, and Rory's still trying to figure out how to be in a relationship with uh, Jess without hurting Dean's feelings, because they've just broken up. Um, there's so many good jokes. Uh, Lane... Uh, has her wanting to be boyfriend Dave Regalski oh. pose the Christian guitar player to play at Thanksgiving dinner. Just so they can be together. Just so they can be together. Uh, then we have um, Suki and Jackson's where Jackson uh, deep fries a turkey. Uh, and Lorelai uh, uses uh, all of her Visigoth material. <laughs> and uh, as aforementioned, Suki gets drunk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, ladies, you caught me at a good time. I've already been through the five stages of grief. Denial. Anger. I forget these two, but they were served on the rocks with salt! <laughs> now I'm just happily ensconced in acceptance. Ensconced. Ensconced. That was it. <laughs> so many great lines delivered. Are you gonna be okay? I'm Suki. Yeah, but are you gonna be okay? <laughs> so, so many great things happen at that one, and they start deep frying everything. Um, then they go to Luke's, where uh, Rory kisses Jess, and she feels like the whole town is watching her, which they are, and they're saying this lame kiss. And then um, they go to the grandparents' house, where we find out that Rory has also applied to Yale, as well as Harvard, and Lorelai freaks out. Yeah, see... Lorelai is that... wrong without realizing... She can be wrong, but she doesn't have the wherewithal to realize that she is wrong. She's so concerned that every choice she makes is shown as correct, because she made it, and she's on her own, and she has to do the right thing, that she is unable to let herself, let her parents into Rory's world. But Rory's clearly an adult who makes her own decisions. Like, I remember there was an episode, like, in the first season or the second season, where um, it was Rory's birthday, and like, um, oh, in that one they make Rory, they make Emily a straight villain because they have her throw a party for Rory without consulting her. So they well, no, but the, the, it, that's not why. That's not why I bring it up. I bring it up because um, there, at some point, they talk about like they're showing pictures or something like that, and they talk about, oh yeah, this was the time when Lorelai broke her leg, and Emily's like, you broke your leg? And, oh yeah, I did this and that and all this, and it, and they lately, you know, they kind of glossed over it, and she's then, out in the car with Richard, and she's like, she's right. I don't know my daughter at all. Exactly. So and I sad. feel I feel like so Emily sad. and Richard raised Lorelai as they thought they should. As they as they were it it, it was a product of how they were raised and how they were believed to be th things to be. But at the same time like so they they made mistakes. You know, parents make mistakes. That's <laughs> We're not parents News yet. Newsflash. Yeah. Parents are not perfect. Like we're not parents yet, but I remember when I discovered that my parents were human, I grew so much closer to them when I realized that. And instead of growing closer to them, like, I think Lorelai discovered it early on and resented them for it. Instead of being these perfect Superman or, uh, you know, perfect mother. I don't deny know. that they that Lorelai felt suffocated. I don't deny that that house was oppressive, but I do deny the fact that after they all started back their lives, how she insisted that she could not survive if she doesn't maintain distance between her it, and her oh, mother. 
that that is a that is a quintessential reason why Lorelai cannot be my favorite character. Not because I, you know I'm very lucky. Um, we're actually both very lucky that we have incredible relationships with our parents. You know, our individual parents and then our in laws. Um, but not everyone is so lucky. Yeah, not and I and I know that for a fact. But the f fact of the matter is, is she constantly rejects having a relationship with with her parents. She is like constantly pushing them she's away. She's given reasons to. I'm not going to like, yeah. deny that there aren't legitimate reasons that she has, but when there are when when Emily makes genuine moves out of kindness to have Lorelai in her life and be a part of it and well Or she's trying in her own way. In her own way and to not and she own you know, I do give Lorelai credit by the end of the episode she usually doesn't realize that that's happened and tries to make amends for the things that she has said. But then by that point Emily's already figured out a devious way to get back at her while still accepting her apology. <laughs> uh, see, and the actress who plays Emily does a great job. I never feel like Emily is being so overly mean, like she's being a villain. She's you being know, conniving. She, and, she and was so. a um actress, a theater actress before she became a. I can absolutely. You, you know that she was Emily, in uh, Kelly Bishop. Kelly yeah, Bishop. Kelly, uh, Kelly Bishop. You know where a lot of people know her from, right? What? She was in Dirty Dancing. She was. No. Uh, she was Baby's mother. Ah, I yeah. had no idea. Yep. Full disclosure: I've never seen uh, Dirty Dancing all the way through. I haven't either. So uh -oh. that might be. A I heard episode. the revival. Sucked. Oh. Because no one wanted it. All right. No one uh, wants to see someone who uh, isn't Patrick Swayze being Patrick Swayze. Uh, all right. Hollywood. Um. Here's a p little free piece of advice from two uh, two random people in Oxford. These these revivals. You're not going the right direction with them. I'm not saying don't do them. I'm saying you're not doing the right. You, whatever you're doing, you're missing you're doing the point of why they were like. I feel like the there's a show on Netflix coming out called Glow. I feel like that feels like a revival without actually being a revival. It's saying people yeah. want to see a spunky cast of misfits and losers band together in crazy <laughs> '80s techno glitter. Like that's yeah. that's a revival without being a revival. Like the only good thing about the revival of Rocky Horror Picture Show is that Tim Curry was the quote unquote narrator for it. Was he? Yeah, that's and that's. Uh, I don't know if you don't know. Uh, or of course, you know who Tim Curry is. You've heard his voice, or you've seen him, or you've seen him be a clown at least. Um, Tim Curry recently, in the last, I want to say, five years, had a stroke. Yeah. And um, and it kind of left him real um, hard up with his, uh, in a medical sense. So he's not acted much except for voice stuff. Yeah. Um, and this was his um, one of his first appearances at that at like as a person That's in nice. a in a film or a uh, acting capacity. That's really nice. So. It's kind of like when Dick Van Dyke came back after his stroke, and you could see that he was just happy yeah. to be there and doing it. And like that's just so wonderful. He, um, I loved his his bit part on uh, or not bit part, but his episode on uh, Scrubs, which yeah. Scrubs, I heart Scrubs so hard. Heart Scrubs. Um, so and going psych. back in in. For the most part, excited. So going back to the show that we're actually talking That's about. That's right. We were talking about a show. Yeah. Yeah. Some, you know, Gilmore. Let's um. Yeah, let's jump into a year in the life. I didn't get to say my memorable episode. I thought you didn't have one. You said, "Oh, I can't think of one." I, I well, I, that's. I think that's my you've, answer. You've thought of one though. Well, or a moment. Uh, a moment. Oh, like if you think of a moment, like not a whole episode, but just a moment. Uh, Friday nights, all right for fighting. Um, after. Rory moves out of her mother's house, quits 
Yale, and then moves out of her grandparents' house and goes back to Yale, everyone's kind of estranged. Rory's estranged from her grandparents, and her grandparents are estranged from Rory. She goes over, and Emily's painting a moonscape out on the patio, and Richard's like, we don't have ice. I'm gonna get some more. And they just keep, like, going off and not looking at each other. And Laura's like, stop, okay? For better or worse, we're all here, so let's get through this. And what follows is a handheld shot of all of them arguing nonstop, and it just goes around the table. No dolly shots, just a handheld camera just moving around, hitting each person as they talk and they argue. And then they go into another room and they start arguing again. And then they have gelato, like, this is great, Mom. Yeah, isn't it good? It's fresh. It's rhubarb. And then and they start arguing again about something else, about how I have to be in the DAR. You're quitting. I'm already friends with all the members more than you are. What are you, you trying to talk to Tweety Halpert? Am I friends with Tweety Halpert? And then, oh. and then, and then they, um, they all start laughing about the way that Emily treated Logan's mom at the um, a benefit. Oh, yeah. How she said how she was something like a two-bit gold digger. And that, oh, that's my mom's version of the C-word. And they're all laughing with their shoes off and their feet on the couch. And they start fighting again. And it goes back to the fight of... We were too young to get married. A child needs a mother and a father. The fact the very same fight they had in episode one, there's a uh, shot of them all just leaned over their feet, just like exhausted silently in the living room, and then they leave, and Lorelai and, and we're looking at each other like, well, I guess we've officially reinstated Friday night dinner. Episode ends. Okay. So amazing! <laughs> they're, they're, and that's, that's what's great about the show, and one of the things I do appreciate is the show... Not every episode is going to be memorable. Not every episode is going to be action-packed or punch you in the gut or, like, hit I, you on the broad, you know, on the broad side of the head, you know. it's It's got a lot of quiet moments. It's got a lot of loud moments. And it's got a lot of mem memorable events and memorable things. Much more about characters, like... The Netflix descriptions are, are loony bonkers. They they always focus on the wrong thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is not the episode's about, guys. Did you watch this at all? <laughs> it's character-driven, not plot-driven. Exactly. So, um, I, I, I don't... I, I kind of... I probably had the same by my my initial statement. I don't know if I can remember if, if there's a memorable episode for me. Um, the prop If I had to pick one... Um, I would probably say, uh... And look at I finally kissed for the first time. See, that's more that's more for you than it is for me. Oh, I love so. I, I love and hate that episode, because that's also the episode where Rory and Dean cheat on that's, his wife. Yeah, that's right. So, um, you know what, I'm, 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 instead of keep beating around the bush, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna say my initial statement. I don't think I have one. So, um, but I, I can appreciate all the other moments. So... I've I've pushed it off long enough. I have made you uh, uh, made you wait and made you wait. The revival. <gasps> so much to say. A year in the life. Four episode. Uh, I call it Sherlock. Uh, Very Sherlock. Um, because the 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 Mark Gatness and um, I don't know. I think I just messed up their names. The Sherlock with Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes. Uh, they're all they're it's uh, twelve episodes long, four seasons with a couple Christmas episodes or like at least one Eight Christmas, Christmas episode. Um, kind of in the vein of Doctor Who, um, with uh, but they're all an hour and a half. If you are listening to this and have not watched a single episode of Sherlock, stop listening to us right now and go watch Sherlock. Sherlock is so. Good. Definitely watch it. I'm not going to be ashamed to admit this. Watch it with um, 
subtitles when you oh watch the God, first yeah, time. You have They're to. far too fast in British. <laughs> um, it, the way the way they present different things is so much better. So, but in the year in life, uh, it's an hour and a half each, so it's almost like a uh, almost like a movie. So okay. I think you and I had to split it up between two days. We did. So we long. couldn't watch it all at once. It took all a right. lot of time. We can we can Stranger oh, Things well, our way through it. Yeah. Versus uh, the original series was um, only. 45 minutes without With, Yeah, break. without commercial breaks. So, all right. I release you. Oh, so much to say. I do want your opinions on all this, so this is not going to be a I'm rant. Sorry. That sounded so bad. That sounded so misogynistic. I release you. Go on, be a woman. I apologize, folks. You. He's really not as bad as he sounds, folks. <laughs> I'm not in a bad relationship here. We just I disagree hope, about I hope movies. not. God, I hope not. So... <laughs> I was looking forward to the arrival so hard because Netflix. Would you seemed... say too hard? No, no, okay. no. I do realize that I can be that way about certain things. Certain things we will talk about later. But um, I was looking forward to it because Netflix to me seemed the correct platform for this to come back. I didn't want yeah. to recast the whole thing and start over again. Oh, I didn't want different people coming in and fan servicing it up. I'm like, get the original people back, as many as you can, and try and tell a continuation of the story that we left off with. Because, as some of you famously know, um, Amy Sherman Palladino had crafted the last four words of the final episode from the very beginning of writing this show. She always knew how she wanted to end it. And she didn't they get to end it with the original seven-run season because she had to leave, she left after season six. That's why season seven is kind of the lost season. I know, and everything terrible happens in season seven. A, a lot of a lot of terrible. There's plenty of terrible stuff that happens in the regular, the other episode. But I feel seasons, like every but... single one of those problems had to do with the studio saying, you have to keep going. Or you have to end it this way, or you have to leave. So this was a way for Amy Sherman Palladino and her husband to create something that they wanted. Netflix didn't really have that much control over it. It was really about the two of them getting another chance at this property that they had created, that they loved so much, and that they had they could do it right, as it were. No interference. No interruptions. This was pure unadulterated them. Kind of like Stephen King doing Stephen King movies. Yeah, well, that's not the even, studio interference. That's him all the way. And that's why they kind of suck. But well, that's but why the, they're his. But even then, Maximum Overdrive was still not a good movie. Oh, it was never. So. so here's the thing. Knowing that this is exactly what they wanted. Not, you know, originally, but knowing that this was as close as they were ever going to get to what they wanted us to see as fans. They did a lot of things right but they did some things irrevocably wrong that have thus changed my opinion of the entire series. And it's a sad, sad thing to say. I have seen every episode of the original seven-run series of Gilmore Girls at least five times. No at lie. The, at the minimum. At the minimum. Now, and like, the thing is, is that has to be Even the bad ones. That, that's an average, because she has watched every season more than once. Oh, Deep Fried Green Thanksgiving is, is 12 at least. The, but, yeah, so she has watched... Some episodes multiple, multiple times. But so. I've only seen each Year in the Life episode once. once. And there is a reason for that, and I hate that. Let's, um... I, I, I don't know. Do you want to go by um, episode by episode? No, no. they're Just kind of just do general. Instead of the plot recap, I'm actually going to just say what I think my problem was right off the bat. Um, okay. 
So when we leave Rory at the end of season seven, she's going off to follow the campaign trail of Barack Obama. As it turns out, that went pretty well. And when we yeah. meet back up with her again, she's written a lot. She's written a really great article that got picked up uh, by a major production, uh, by a major newspaper. She's known, but which wasn't is great. the whole point of like because that was the whole point of why she was leaving, why she was going away, is because she was hired to write it. Yeah, she was hired by a small company that was giving her very little money. It was the place that she did the uh, ran the small op-ed pieces for that she met at the party with Logan, and she then wrote the, pe the piece about all these children of privilege and mm. making big deals and talking about the Virgin Islands and their houses on them. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, exactly, and that's why Logan was like, I am that person. I am those people. You're <laughs> insulting me. Um, which, uh, here's the thing. They're trying to play the idea of of Rory as a person of um, who went out, did great things in the world, but now somehow has fallen in a rut. How she can't get a job, how she can't get any more steam from her business. And at first, that really struck true to me as a person who recently graduated college and trying to make my own thing happen. In the last, happen. what, five years? Yeah, I, I consider that a recent development of my life. Maybe yeah. not a, but I recently went through that in my life. And I understand that the trouble that can come from trying to make a sustainable career out of something like journalism, especially journalism with a dying print world. Well, um, and you had to, and what, it, it, she's not necessarily struggling because Perrin is dying. She's struggling because she's not gotten that, that break. Yeah, that she, yeah, she had this one break, and then it's been years since that's happened. She hasn't been able to make anything turn from it, which I completely understand. I do. I get it. Um, but before we get to the job part, we'll talk about her relationship problem, which is she has. Let's, let's, let's go in, uh, just, just, just in case. Uh, we've already said that we're going to be in a pretty spoiler territory. Oh yeah. Please don't listen to us. If you want to watch your in life, um, I will say that it is worth watching if you are a diehard fan of Gilmore Girls to Even watch it. Even if you're it. a casual fan like me, it's You'll still You'll enjoy it. Every character, you see every character again, there's a lot of fun callbacks. There's a lot of, there's a lot of fun and niceness to be had in it, as well as some nice resolutions. I love how there was almost like a meme reference in there. Like, uh, the, the yeah, whole seeing... Kirk, like, uh, a film by Kirk, and then it's like another film by Kirk, and he has yes. on his shirt. And, and then how Rory's using a smartphone, which is so weird. And... It, yeah, and it was funny because they had a trailer for it. It's like, do you think me and, uh, was it Amy Schumer yes. or something like, do you think me and Amy Schumer could be friends? She and seems like, like she's an outdoorsy guy. What do you mean? Well, here, she just went skiing. <laughs> do you think John Oliver would find me attractive? It's, it, it was really, it was, it was, it was it was a great way to kind of introduce the fans into um, what this kind of world was like. Yeah, where these characters that we left, you know, how, when did the series end? Oh, yeah. See, I don't remember. It was late two thousands, before two thousand ten, somewhere in that. Well, Barack Obama won in oh eight, so right, it had to it be like oh six, oh seven time. It definitely started in two thousand. So Didn't it end before I started dating you? I believe so, yes. So then that was, it was 05 that it had to be. Wow, way back in the day. Yeah, so, or, or, uh, maybe we should spring research, of 06. Maybe we should research these things before we start talking about them in sort of We should. We should, but we but, won't. Yeah. Um, so, so, it, over 10 years have passed, so it's a great, it was a great way it's to a good introduce idea. that this was going to happen. Yeah, it's a good idea to move forward instead of keeping them stuck where they are, but here's the problem. I could tell that Amy Sherman Palladino had all these ideas when Rory was a 17-year-old. And all these plot points would make such great sense if they were happening to a 17-year-old 
but unfortunately they're happening to a 25 year old and therein lies the rub because we suddenly have plot lines where Rory has a boyfriend of a year and a half that she totally forgets about at any oh given moment. Oh my god, that was so terrible. Like, a terrible character trait. This boy shows up, he's like, hey hon, I'm sorry I'm late. Here, Lola, I got you these flowers. And he walks out of frame from it, and they're like, did you know he's coming over? I didn't even know we were still together. Like, that is a terrible thing. That is objectively a terrible thing to do to a human being. Then you find out that she is dating Logan, which you think, okay, I mean, she turned down his wedding proposal, but not because she didn't love him, but because she wanted to do things with her life. So you think maybe, you know what, a power couple together, I see that. And then it turns out that he's engaged to some Odette person that we never see, so she is again cheating. Basically, she is cheating. She is basically having an affair with a married man at this point, staying in his place when the girl was not She's around. And, and shows no sympathy for the other girl in this situation. Having done this before with Dean, it is horrifying to see her make the and same she, and, mistake. And that had such an impact on her whenever she, it, whenever that happened. Like, she knew what she was doing wrong. She knew the other person. She's like, I, I, but I want to do this. But it, at the same time, it's it, you could see the conflict that was going on with her. Mm -hmm. And now it's like she doesn't care. Yeah. She has this other guy who's okay, at least, and she treats him like crap, but she's still on the hook with Logan, and he's engaged to someone he's else. He's an adult. He doesn't have to marry this other person, but they make it play like he still, you know, belongs to his father and his company, even though we see that he has his own thing now, and his father does not control his life anymore, and they have a semi-okay relationship, which I guess is good, but it's just such a weird thing to happen to a 25-year-old who's experienced life to throw her into these situations. It makes very little sense. And then we have her uh, failing at a job interview that she did not prepare for because she thought she had it in the bag. And whether whether that's okay or not, whether she did think it was in the bag, I thought she had it in the bag, and then they go there and she didn't have anything oh my prepared. God. Okay, let's, let's take a step back. And, uh, okay, so... You and I have both kind of searched for jobs. Not so. Not uh, I have actively looked for jobs. We have never been headhunted. We no one no, has ever neither, asked us to come work for yeah, them. We, neither of us have ever been headhunted. So we, ha you and I, both have to say that before we go into this. But at the same time, when someone says we want you to come work for us, doesn't mean we want you to come interview for a job doesn't mean we're, we want you to come audition we, you know there is no trial basis Rory we have to have you here this character says multiple times we want you here we want you at whatever so it was. she shows up and it's her last resort job because she has not gotten anything else that she has wanted which and is a little um it's just, snooty or that's not I, the right word I get um, it I mean I understand it from a point but it's very out of character for Rory as it was who worked so hard to try and get the Rustin Fellowship didn't and then found an even better job that even though it was harder and would take her away from her family was something that could turn into something and she never treated it as the backup plan or the well I guess I'll do this and, and she has an opportunity she starts working for the Stars Hall Gazette like the editor in chief so, he, so at, here's the thing she doesn't get this job because she didn't know she had to apply for it she goes out she throws away her four cell phones and Palm Pilots she goes back home she's like I'm here now, deal with it, to her mom. And oh, then yeah. the next episode is just 
her dealing with these bunch of other college kids who don't have jobs came home to live with their parents. What do they call them? Oh, um, yeah. It was. It's not the millennials. It's like the. But it's young... the worst portrayal of millennials I've ever seen. In a sense, it, it was. It was bad, but we it was see, a character. The main problem is Rory is given opportunity after opportunity, and she squanders all of it. She goes to speak at Chilton. Her professor, her headmaster, oh okay, Charleston. Okay, we got. We got to take. We got to take. A, we got to take a step back real quick. Okay. So, she goes into this job interview thinking she's got it in the back. Like, she, it's her job. Like, doesn't. when is she starting? And this and then this woman has the gall to think that Rory knows that it was an interview. Any respectable company is going to say, okay, you do not have the job. It is an interview. Right. Like, they will say at some point, this woman is so... Asinine. I don't know what a better. Like, well, there's a better term. Trying but. to play off the company she works for, this internet article company, is sort of a BuzzFeed sort of thing, not a respectable level of journalism sort of thing. I yeah, like that. it's it's like trendy. It, yeah. What's hot? What's not? It's it was more. It it was beneath her. Like if she came over, it's beneath. Like in in reality, like there's plenty of people. Like, they would kill to have those jobs. Yeah. But the, it was beneath her. So then she goes to. So so then she goes to the Stars Hall Gazette. That's and, no. That's after. She goes to Headmaster Charles. Oh, okay. So she, she goes, goes to and speaks at, She goes to speak at Chilton. She talks to them, like, on their level, but, like, raises them above their level. And you're and thinking to like, yourself, boy, Rory would be a good teacher. And then Headmaster Charles calls in, like, hey, you ever thought of going back for your master's? Because you'd be a really good teacher here. Like, we would help you go get your master's. Like, and we I would think, help you. How cool would it be to Rory to be a teacher? That'd be a great thing for her. That'd be a great path for her life to take. No. I, I, I can't be a teacher. You, you literally just were. You were really good at it. You sure you don't want to give it a second thought at all? So then she's given control of the Star's Hollow Gazette, which she but, fights to make sure that doesn't go under, but then but doesn't then, give two shits about it. Yes. And, and the big thing is she goes up to Taylor Dorsey. 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 And she says, uh, I want to be the new editor-in-chief. Well, we're not even sure. To keep, it keep, al it, keep it alive. To keep it alive. Well, we're not even sure, blah, blah, blah. And basically, he's just being a dick because he doesn't want to pay her, even though he has offered to pay her for different things in the past. He's like, oh, I'll work for free. Like, negotiate! Come on! Make Sent use of your talents that you have trained in a college capacity for. So here's where we get to the point where I both love and hate what happens here. So Jess shows up, which, God, <laughs> I love Jess. Like, he, every time he's shown up in Rory's life after dating, yeah. it has been to when they, an when advantage. They dated, before they dated and when they were dating, he was a little shit. But when he shows up in later seasons... He is he is the thing that gets Rory to go back the to catalyst. college in the first yeah. place. He comes back and says, I wrote a book. and makes her realize that Logan's being a jackass. And she goes back to school. She He comes back here, sees her having a day brandy at the desk, and says, you should write a book. And then walks away with Luke. And I think he knocks Luke's hat off, which is like the best little bit of comedy out the window. But it, the whole... I'm, I'm so happy that Luke and Jess had a relationship. relationship. Oh my God, so I'm good. so happy. So good. But Jess comes in, and again, I don't mind him being the catalyst for her, but it kind of wrecks her of her impetus to actually make changes in her own life. He says, you should write a book. Bye. And she's like, I should write a book. And here we get to the crux of the matter, and here's where things get a little fanfic... Uh, no, not fanfic -y. Here's things get a little fan theory off the rails. We... Um, we have we're we've talked a lot about the and I know that's one of your bigger points. But we've ignored other things with this revival, by like the what? way. Okay, so um, 
I guess let me let you finish. I'm a, I'm gonna let you finish, but uh, I'm gonna let. No, tell me some of the good things. The thing that I'm about to talk about is like the big the big problem. So okay. let's talk yeah, about the good stuff. We'll, we'll, we'll take a quick uh, quick break on that, and we'll, we're gonna address some other things with the revival. Emily's storyline. Emily's storyline was probably one of the best parts about this so entire moving. revival. So they have to deal with Richard's death in the show because the actor who played him, Edward Herman, died in real life, which I had no idea how they were going to deal yeah. with. Um, uh, other shows have had to deal with this in the past. Um, like there was a show called. Uh, uh, like I think sports radio or sports talk or sports show or something like that. Um, an Aaron Sorkin show, actually very good if you have, if you have the time to check it out. Um, but it was uh, one of the actors, actually the actor who played um, crap the bamboo uh, uh, baboon from um, Lion King. I forget what Rafiki? his name. Rafiki. God, I am terrible right now. Um, <laughs> he played Rafiki uh, in the movie, but he was on the show. The actor in real life had a stroke. And they incorporated it into the show. And so. um, the character of Richard has had two attacks, one angina and one an actual heart attack in the yeah. show's timeline. And so it makes sense that his character, would unfortunately, die. would pass too. That's, but I tell you what, Emily's storyline was probably the most wonderful piece. Like she already, she already showed a lot of growth through the previous series, and she was already pretty likable. This one, it was so amazing to just watch her become her own person. Like, I feel like what they, a like, storyline! No one, no one in television. I can't recall a show that talks about a person later in life whose partner passes suddenly and how they have to deal with reputting their life back together. It's um. I think Grace couple, and Frankie esque. Yeah, it, I feel like a couple of shows have done it, but not, not to the, a lot. Not, not. It's not a commonplace. I feel like they put the character through so much shit in the original series that they're, they're like in the revival, like, well, we're gonna put you through one big one, but then you're gonna have fun for the rest of the time. Because like she goes through this phase where she's like giving everything away and like I don't need this. I, she, why do I want? She gives it? it all away. She starts wearing sweats. Yeah, like at one point you see Emily. Gilmore in sweats. You're like, Had what a is heart life? Attack. It was in how they treated the, like from the beginning of her like grieving to the end where she's acceptance. Mm -hmm. It was it was well done. Yeah. Um, my grandmother um, who passed actually recently um, back in November. Um, she had to deal with that um, as well. She lost her partner of many years. So. I kind of had a, 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 a bit of a comparison, so yeah. it was it was an interesting to see see it happen in real life, and you know, and it's similar. I, I think theirs is a little bit quicker, <laughs> but uh, in essence, it, it was still it was still very much based in reality. Um, that was great, and I I absolutely agree. That's one of the best parts, um, and I do really I. The actor who plays Jess is pretty cool. I've seen him in other things, and he does a good job. He's in but... This Is Us now. I think yeah, he has a I, lot of good stuff in that. I, I, and Mandy Moore, and Mandy Moore plays his wife, and I adore Mandy Moore. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my my thing is the Lorelei's? Luke and Lorelai's relationship. Yeah. Because it's they being do predicated. put it through the ringer a little bit. Yeah, they really do. And I'm like, oh, why are they doing that? Lorelai's going to go on a mountain girl quest? So, and... so... When when someone dies, the repercussions extend further than you would think. Um, again, because my my grandfather passed, um, and then it makes you reevaluate your life. If, and so my mother had to deal with a lot of things too, um, and so it's 
so you see that with Lorelai. She's actually like her father has. She wasn't super close with her father, but there's. She has a wonderful conversation with Michelle at the uh, at the private at the secret bar. The secret bar was the best new invention from this show by yeah. far. Uh, it's there. There. But she okay, talks about. So let me let me go. Yeah, let me go back. Yeah, Michelle's uh, a, leaving the dragonfly. Lorelai's been on the dragonfly all this time. It's her baby, but now she's kind of thinking. You know, kind of that same sort of thinking from before. Like, this is all I'll ever be. Is this all I ever want to be? This person who lives in this small town with my husband running this. Inn, is that really what I want out of life? I'm not really sure what it is I want anymore. She's still young enough that she can have those kind of thoughts and not be like, Do I'm I not want too new too kids? Old. Do I not want new kids? Yeah. Um, but, uh, another thing too is the townspeople slash the cameos, they did a mostly good job with those. So there's only a couple of them that they're like, uh, oh God, what was it? The Paris's husband. They yeah, did, uh, they Doyle. Doyle. They, they, I, they, they shoved him, like, they put him down in the dirt and kept Oh him yeah, they there. made him an awful Hollywood type, which, uh, sorry Hollywood, you can't do that. We know what you're up to there. Look at this, uh, I'm but... talking about a spec script with Emma Shyamalan, no big deal. I do loved, I loved all the comedy with their kids and the three flights of stairs and oh. how they can't live in that place anymore because of the three flights of stairs. Like, I, I, <laughs> there, there were so many, like, funny moments in that show, or in this, in this, uh, revival that the the bad and the more dramatic oh yeah i thoroughly enjoyed while it. i was watching it it was only afterwards when i looked at it more with more perspective that i realized there were a lot of problems that i had not seen before yeah so um i loved i think every character from the original series they came, came back. back maybe with a couple exceptions of course edward herman couldn't come back because right. he, he he had passed away the woman who played miss patty actually had to go through um, I, I think it was like a gastric bypass or something. Major like surgery. And, and you, you could saw, tell. You saw I felt it, so uh, sorry so, for her. I, but I was so happy that she was able to do yeah. it. Like, not that she did it. Like I was like, good, because you know, we need her. It's just like, that she was able to come yes, back for us. Yes, of course. Um, but like, you know, like I said, Kurt came back. Um, I think that, that and uh, Maury came back. I was yeah. so happy for that. And then, of course, you had... Mrs. Kim, Lane. Lane. Zach. Um, yeah, I was hoping for more from Zach and lane but i just i don't feel like they had time and then to the poor to them. the poor problem with melissa mccarthy how she didn't show up until the final episode I'm like, because they they didn't invite her and then they felt bad because it came out here's the problem all of lorelei's problems that she's having all the thoughts of you know my life is still the same and everyone else is moving and changing what am i doing with my life if her friend suki had been there to talk it out with her this would have never happened because every other time this has happened she's talked to suki and yeah. they've worked it out so uh, the entire time I'm like, call your best friend, talk and, to her. And she tries to talk to Luke about it, but Luke is, he's not a sick in the mud, but hes he doesn't offer the right kind of uh, feedback. But I think that's why you like their relationship in this one so much, because Luke yeah. does, even after okay. Lorelai promised, right. Lorelai had already decided that she was going back to him, but she shows up and Luke, okay. not knowing okay. this. So, hey, so hang on. So, Lorelai dealing with kind of a midlife crisis seeing not a midlife crisis but dealing with her father's death dealing with like kind of being stuck in a rut like with Rory or Rory being stuck in a rut as well um you know loving Luke but not actually being married to him just living together and you know so weird it's just as weird as with How I Met Your Mother if you love each other just get we're, we're not getting into that because <laughs> I will not stop so so she so she does this thing where she says I'm leaving, but I'm not leaving you necessarily. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go away for a little while. Better than how Kate treated Castle and Castle. 
we're not getting into that because <laughs> I won't stop. But she and like she does this, and I remember just raging so hard because I'm like, they pulled this crap in the original series. We don't want to see that. I was so mad. And I'm like, Luke, fucking say, oh, fight for her. I apologize. Say something. Fight for her. And. And she goes. She tries to go on this walk about. She ends up not going, being able to go. I thought that that was very reminiscent oh, of the original series. So that, that's, I'm going to do this scene, thing. I'm going to start this scenes. project. And then she has a thing with her real life husband when she can't go on the trail because she doesn't have the right papers, which was yeah, so funny it, just to it, see it, them playing off each other. It was. It was, Oh yeah, because yeah, the actor. Yeah, you know the papers you can't go in. The, and then she eventually she just you know she can't go in, so she just walks down this little side road that isn't no, part of the... It, she tries to stop in at a gas station and it's closed and she's just like this little like trail in the back. She just walks up this little trail and she just comes across this just this just this valley. Just this open, sunny valley just looking at the world around her. And it's so... It's such a... It's such an interesting piece of cinema, of, of, of filming because nothing happens and yet you feel everything happening right here where she just takes this moment of calming breath of just nature like she was searching for that like those yeah. her point was to go into nature and find this but she found it in behind this gas station and she and what happens is what she was trying to do she was trying to go down this path that like everyone else took too. oh yeah all the women are like are you from the book or the, or the movie? movie yeah and it's like and so basically <laughs> she she would have done it to be what everyone else is doing but she finds this unbeaten path if you will yeah. and she find and she's able to kind of recenter herself a big oh oh god emily talks lorelei into going to therapy to therapy and there was this thing about trying to remember a good thing that happened with her father and she tries not valiantly but she tries and she can't remember it. finally as she recenters herself she realizes that she does immediately calls her mother and tells her the story of Wanting to go, I think it was to a movie, mm -hmm. or like skipping school, and like... And her dad found out. And her dad found out, and instead of like telling anyone about it, or like getting her in trouble, he's like, you know, he, he just, he, 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 she said it was like the most human she'd ever seen him be, yeah. and like drove, drove her home, and like helped her get, like sneak her into bed, or something yeah. like that, or like got ice cream with her, it was... She said, it, like, they did, They hardly talked, or they didn't really talk at all, but it was, it was like, one, like, she knew that her father cared for her in that moment. And I, personally, I thought that was a very beautiful memory and a very beautiful scene. Yeah. So, finally, she goes back to Luke, and Luke is standing there in the kitchen, which, I don't know why he didn't go back to the, the diner, the apartment it's by the diner. It's their it's, house. It's their house, but, and, but he, she comes back in, and he's like, listen, we need to talk, and 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 he fights for her. He doesn't have to, but he doesn't and know she's that. And just, she's just smiling on her face this whole time. Just a, little, a little smile as he goes on and on about how he, he's not going to lose her this time. He did that before once. He is all in. He is not letting her go without talking to him. He is not going to just let her disappear without fighting for her. And he's she's like, like, oh, I know. I figured it out. Oh. Oh. Um. Okay. Well... <laughs> Good talk. I made you dinner. <laughs> uh, it's it's it it was such a good and something I had hoped for in the original series. I never got it. I was super happy that I got it in this one, but you know it was it was really late, but it was still deserved. So my favorite things was that Luke fought for Lorelai 
all of the characters, most, most of all the characters came back. You saw a lot of, you know, there's a lot of cameos, a lot of people brought back on for one line, one scene type thing. And unfortunately, because there were so many characters throughout the whole series, I understand why not everyone can come back. Unfortunately, Chad Michael Murray does not come back. Sorry, fangirls. Oh, no. CMC Hard Fans. No. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, Dave doesn't come back either. But Dean is there for a little bit. Of course, Jess has a kind of an integral part. Dean but... getting back together with his wife, making their marriage work, and having kids was probably the best end to his arc because he was perfect the first time, cracked the second time, and he just needed to I feel, I, leave Rory behind and I don't move know, I, on. I, I feel like that it just didn't feel like the marriage should have lasted. And it not, shouldn't not because, have, but I'm glad that they made it work. Yeah. Or or trying to make it work, at least. So, trying to. I think that's yeah. a, it's important. But, um, like like I said, a lot of the characters came back, and um, it, that was really nice to see, it as it, even as you know a casual fan from the original. So, um, I do have to say, um, I liked it well enough as a... As, you know, as a whole, um, I, I I know what you're going to say here in a second, but um, I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you either. But it's one of those things that um, because I I, be, I I did not have as much emotional investment into it as you did, um, that I was able to enjoy just a little bit more. Um, but at the same time, I wouldn't say it was fantastic. It's the best. Revival, reimagining, reimagining, revival. Than Arrested Development. I didn't even finish Arrested <laughs> Development. That I got halfway. What well, the problem was is the the original setup for the series was episode by episode, but this one like it was one continuous storyline throughout the whole thing, and that threw me off. So I need to go back and retry because they're supposed to be doing yet another one. So, um, so. I, I, I liked it well enough. If you like the original series, definitely check out the revival. I, I know we're real timely on this, too. But um, I, I would definitely say to check it out. So, with that being said, I made you stop. I, I feel like I've made you stop a few times in this in this episode alone. Your thoughts. Hashtag make women stop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> that's terrible. It is. All right. So here's the deal. Everything to this point can be forgiven um, in Rory's character. I can un understand and accept and move on and be like, you know, she's making her own mistakes. It's fine. But then we get to her deciding to write a book about her and Lorelai's life called The Gilmore Girls. And the way it's presented in the show is that it is a retelling of her and her mother's lives as they were growing up on their own relationship. Oh, which Lorelai, like, she presented the idea to her mom, and her mom was like, okay, but I don't want to, I don't think it's a good idea. Yeah, Lorelai freaks out for some unknown reason until I heard this fan theory unknown. Now that I know it, it makes a lot more sense. But Lorelai has this giant freak out about, I don't want people knowing this about my life. I don't want people knowing that. Which does not strike me at all as a Lorelai Gilmore feel. But Rory's like, you know, I'm going to go write it anyway. I go, She goes and writes it. Um, <laughs> Logan shows up, a la Clockwork Orange style, in the middle oh, of the oh, night. Oh, God, no, that's not Clockwork Orange. Sorry. But it was um, very... Um, it, it almost felt like a dream sequence. It, I... 
it it absolutely does feel like a dream sequence. He shows up with Colin and Finn from the Life and Death Brigade. He takes her on this mad this whirlwind of a thing where she puts on a steampunk coat and hat and they go tripping through the town and they go to a a dance club and they buy an entire uh, bed and breakfast and. They spend a wild night of debauchery wherein he says, you know, I can't leave her. And she's like, I know. And he's like, I still love you, though. And she's like, I know. And they spend a night together, and then they get up the next morning. And uh, she's like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write the book. So here's the problem. The idea of this book existing raises a lot of concerns about the authenticity and veracity of the original series. Because the Rory that is presented in this revival does not gel with the one that we've been presented with in the first seven seasons. Yeah, how how does like the perfect girl from Stars Hollow, Valedictorian, with all the drive and all the determination, the Valedictorian of you know their the Chilton, um, she wasn't Valedictorian for no, her she just graduated though. Yale, but yeah, she, she graduated, graduated from Yale. Yeah, like all of this, how does it come to this? aimless 20-something. And I gotta tell you, it makes a lot more sense if it had gone this way when she was 17, if you had this storyline, but it makes it makes every decision of hers even more reprehensible because she now has the years to discern and determine this. Because at the end, we finally get the four lines that Amy Sherman Palladino always wanted to end with. I believe? Or like, we're, we're, yes. Are we? Are I, we? I, it is absolutely confirmed that these are the four lines she wanted to end the season, the series with originally, and these are the exact same four that she's presented here. Okay. Go ahead and say them, and I'm going to say why I'm, I'm glad it happened at the end of the revival versus at the end of the, uh, at the, end of the series. Okay, you're killing me, Smalls. All right. She says, Mom, yeah. I'm pregnant. I know it would be kind of a parallel between her and her mother, which it already is a parallel, but at the same time, like... I'm not saying it's not a good way why, for her character Why arc? throw that into... Like, especially with how they developed her character throughout the series. Again, Val Victoria Chilton graduated from Yale... But it makes much more pregnant, sense... Pregnant at 18. But it makes much more sense that a 17-year-old would make that mistake... Or 20. Actually, she would be in her 20s. I'm sorry. You're right. She's not. I don't know why I keep saying 17. Sorry, if I've been saying 17 this whole time, I am wrong. I I, I apologize. I think I'm just equating that with 2007 for some reason. Because <laughs> I was 17. Um, but no, she graduates college. It would be much more... If you want to make a parallel, it makes much more sense for it to happen there. Because it's more likely she'd make a mistake with Logan than she would with any other person. But to do it now, when Except we don't... Except for Dean, because And we don't even know whose baby this is. It could be the boyfriend of a year and a half. It could be Logan. It could be the guy in the Chewbacca costume that shows uh, what, up. At, at one point, they kind of go... There was like this like pop-up con, or like... There's something... She's oh, no, 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 no. She's going they to go lines. To, no, yeah, they, yeah. She's she, doing an article, spec article, about lines in New York City and what compels people to sit in lines for things that they haven't even tried yet. Yeah, like, one guy sits in lines for shoes, one guy... But, like, apparently, like, there was a Comic-Con or some sort of convention, and she goes and meets this guy who's in a Chewbacca costume and then has sex with him. Yeah, and there's a lot of nerd then, hate, too. And then... Yeah, and then they freaking like oh, I can't believe he's in a Chewbacca costume. A lot like of real excuse biases. Me? Excuse me, you dress up as that one housewife just to make your boyfriend happy. Yeah, exactly. That just seems so unfair. 
But the whole point of this is, I agree that maybe it wouldn't be fair to Rory as that original character, but it definitely isn't fair to her here either. Yeah, like, neither of them... As a parallel, I get it, but then you can't give the character to be perfect and then say, and by the way, she accidentally got pregnant, too. I think it would have been okay if the rest of the revival didn't bring her, put her through the so ringer, here's, throw her through the mud. So here's why the problem works. Here's where a fan theory comes in. Perhaps you've heard about this fan theory, perhaps you haven't, but I definitely recommend that you look at other people who've talked about it because they're much more cohesive than I'm about to be right here. <laughs> but the general gist of it, general gist, is that the, the story that Rory writes, The Gilmore Girls, which eventually... They decide to call it Gilmore Girls. Yeah, the minute they call it, at the end they're like, "Drop the the." Yeah, the minute they say that, I'm like, "Oh my god, this is a problem." The story that Roy writes in this revival is the previous seven seasons. Didn't it always seem like Rory and Lorelai had a bit too idealized a relationship for a mom and daughter that close in age? Didn't it seem like it just, they had their problems for sure, but they were friends first, mother and daughter second. Didn't it seem, and she never, Rory never seemed to take advantage of her when mother's you friendship. Leave, I will follow. Didn't it seem just a little bit too, like, too perfect in a way? This fan theory suggests that the book that Rory writes is the original seven seasons, and that also under that makes sense to why Lorelai would not want Rory to share this because it is idealized. It isn't. It, their true life was probably a lot harder, a lot tougher, a lot more terrible things happened. Without this revival, you would never think that of the original season. You would never think, oh, they're sugarcoating yeah. the series. You would never think they're sugarcoating it. You just think, oh, this is just their relationship. And yeah, it's stylized because the way they speak to everyone is stylized. No one talks that fast with that many references that perfectly. So it's, it's a stylistic choice to make the show different and compelling and interesting. But this revival throws just such sharp relief into who Roy was and to who Rory has now become. It makes so little sense for her to be this out of sorts and this foundering and gasping for air when she already went through that in the first uh, series run that the more I thought about it, I'm not a fan theory person. Like, you know, I it's fun. <laughs> it's fun to me to think like, oh, Jar Jar Binks was a Sith Lord all along. That's fun, but it, I would never once try to be like, I could convince you of that. Like, no, it's, it's a stupid thing to try and make a subpar movie better. But, <laughs> but... The are, you, wait, 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 wait. are you calling uh, uh, Force Awakens a subpar movie? No, I am not. I mean, just making sure. Yeah, no, I'm talking about <laughs> Phantom Menace here. I'm talking about prequels here. Oh, yeah. I like that fan theory, actually. I thought that was kind of neat. So. Well, the problem was, I don't... You know, fan theories are fun to think about, but not often... Could not be considered canon. This one, though... This is a sad fan theory that makes all too much sense the more it's, you look it's, at it. It's almost along the lines of, like, uh, that everyone was actually dead and you're seeing purgatory, like, with Ed, Ed, and Eddie, or um, that uh, all the babies uh, from the Rugrats were actually uh, imaginary friends of Angelica. Yeah, like, all uh, these things yeah, are fun to think about. Yeah, depressing fan You look at something in a different light, and you're like, oh, that's cool and interesting, but I don't really make... That doesn't seem like what the people were thinking of when they wrote it. This, though, it just... With the way that Roy's presented here in this revival, it, it, it does not look good for her. Yeah, I... I appreciate the fan theory, and it, it almost, like, because someone thought of that, it doesn't ruin the rest of everything, but it, it certainly makes it tougher to appreciate 
at face value. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there, a lot of things happen in, in the seventh uh, season that no one liked. Yeah. Like, Marrying the inclusion... Christopher. Yeah, and then the inclusion of uh, Jess's mom and her husband, boyfriend, whatever. That was an annoying set of characters and they that were did nice, not They were meet. nice before then. They were they, they dropped in and out. They were yeah. fun and quirky. But in this one, they were just like, come on, guys. Yeah, they... It, and so, a lot of stuff happens to make things more spicy, to juicy, you know. But this revival, like they, these decisions were made by this person who created the show. Yeah, this is not a matter of someone fanficking, interpreting the material wrong. And uh, and what was with the second episode with all of those shots of them doing nothing in this in the therapist's office? Yeah, well, uh, we need to point out that, that the was first, directed by a different. It was actually her husband. husband yes. It was uh, David Sherman Valley or David. Sorry, Palladino, David, so. but that was a weird. Yeah, those were weird. That like, was a loser. Like, uh, your mom described it the best. The first episode and the fourth episode were great. The second and third ones had some weird points in it, and that was because it was Amy, David, David, Amy. And I feel bad for him. It's not like he obviously worked with his wife very hard, and they made this thing together. It's not like oh, you can't do it, David. Yeah, but it definitely not... it. You had three hours to do anything you wanted and you did nothing yeah like he just you had her, you had her fuck a wookie <laughs> uh, man wow <laughs> I, I dropped the f-bomb a couple times already but dang sorry I get very passionate we, we, this one we're gonna have to put an R rating on or like no, we get I've careful coarse language if, if any of the episodes have any language on them you must file it as an explicit oh, podcast so man. sorry 12 year olds who really wanted to listen to us that's that stinks. We'll 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 have to find some sort of way. Like you can still listen to it. Just be careful, of course, language and you know adult themes. So, um, yeah. Overall, the revival, like 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 I was saying before, the revival was good enough, but they just they they fell short on some things. Like they did some good. They did some things really really nice, and then they fell short on. Thing. So you know how averaged talked, out. You know we talked about before how you know you're pretty good at spotting the trends and stories and what things are going to happen. Yeah, that was happening with me, and you didn't see it, and I did. Middle of you, episode you, four, Rory goes to see someone, and she walks in, and it's Christopher. And I'm like, oh, well, we haven't seen Christopher yet, so yeah, I mean, I'm glad we're glad we finally got there. Yeah, I guess he doesn't have a big role anymore, so I guess I get it. And he's, you know, you, they're clearly a little awkward around each other still, which I get is more realistic of how the relationship would be for a father who is not present for his most of his daughter's life. Yeah, and I'm sure they're they they probably he hasn't been present as much because he's currently raising his other daughter. Exactly, and she asks him the question, "Would did you regret knowing?" that I was around. Did you ever regret not being a part of my life? And the minute she said that, I stopped. Like, I didn't pause it because I don't do that to Aaron. I don't, like, make him stop and listen to my crazy theories, but I just, like, I just leaned up. And I'm like, oh, God, I know where this is going. I know what's going to happen now. <laughs> yeah, you don't stop, but I stop all the time. <laughs> it's bad. Hashtag make women stop. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to hashtag make you stop that. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, you you predicted that one. You, I think you even said like if I say if I say it later that I called it. I, you know, I felt so, so bad because like again that all points to the whole realism of this 
series as opposed to the original <sighs> series. That is because, how you'd be with your strange father. Because you think about, you think about like, Christopher, they were awkward around each other, but in the original series, they weren't awkward, so... Yeah, she looked forward to seeing him, and yeah. she hoped that they would get married and be a happy family together. And again, none of that seems wrong until you see this, and you're like, oh my god, this is a lot of wrong. So, let's, let's, let's look at kind of wrapping up. Um, I think... You don't think we've talked for three hours about Gilmore Girls long enough? <laughs> it's definitely not been three hours, but it's definitely been over an hour. We're, we're coming up on like an hour and 20 minutes. So. Good, because I need a drink of water. Yeah. Um, so um, let's let's do this, because we're, we're kind of comparing and contrasting. Taking two, uh, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> uh, roll credits. Uh, <laughs> hashtag take two. Now that's an actual That's hashtag. a good one. Yeah, use that hashtag, please. Ha- hashtag take two. Um the, because we're doing the original series and the revival, why don't we give the original series a rating and the revival a rating, and then we have we can then we can compare and contrast just a, a bit. All right. So I don't want to uh, I don't want to play favorites, but I am going to play favorites. You I mean you say that, but you still are. Okay, I will not give it a perfect score because that would not be fair and objective. But I have to give it a nine point five, honestly. Well, okay, well, remember we do the 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 where we split. That's it. right. Yeah. Okay, so I would definitely say. 4.5 out of 5 for the original 7 season, even the last season, because the final episode does make up for all the crap that went through. Season. I know they didn't, like, they had to do that to make up for it because it wasn't as good as it could have been, and it had to deal with the things that there were, but Luke sewing all of the raincoats and tents in town together so they could have their going away party for Rory was one of the sweetest things, and they handled it so well afterwards. And you, and like how they handled that, and then going into the revival, like how like they were together, you could, like, if you go, even if you go, like, watch the revival and you go back, you can definitely see, like, yeah. they were gonna end They were always supposed to end up together. Yeah. They just had to split up for stupid reasons, stupid so. Reasons. But, even with the stupid things, I would still give it a 4.5 out of 5 because the show overall is such an impressive show it still holds up 14 years after airing today it doesn't feel dated at all there are some 90s fashion choices but yeah yeah, early millennium fashion choices but never does it feel like uh, none of the jokes are like come on really you know the jokes are like pop culture enough where you feel like you're out of time see i disagree with you because there are some of them that are super dated oh yeah but like 50s dated not like no no, no. even for the 90s and early millennium there's there are some that are completely well that's dated. why we each get to give a different rating because well, I would give this series a 4.5 out of 5 I'm not necessarily dis- I'm not necessarily discounting that what I'm saying is there's definitely a lot of datedness on it or a lot of stuff that dates it however it there's still a timeless feel I would I, I would absolutely agree with that alright so what would my, you give the original seven the, the, the original seven seasons the original series I would probably have to do either 3.5 or 4 um, I'm probably going to lean more towards 3.5 because I didn't grow up with it like you did. Um, I didn't, you know, watch the the end episode live. I don't know. You gesticulated a lot more wildly than I did during this conversation. So I feel like you I, care more. I just more. gesticulate wildly anyways. That's just what I do. I'm doing it right now. I, really I don't know if you can hear it in my voice. You really should be filming this. <laughs> but um, I, I'm going to lean towards 3.5 because... Not because of the seventh season, but because... Um, there, it suffers sometimes from the, the soap opera angles that they have to throw in sometimes. Like, Emily and Richard have to be estranged 
Rory and Lorelai have to be estranged. Rory and Dean have to be estranged. Rory and Jen... Like, yeah, but at least so they didn't pull the whole, oh, I'm pregnant, what is it going to do with the baby? Which I do eventually. I guess it would have ended up that way anyway, and that's the most soap opera you can get. I'm having the baby, and you're not the father. Yeah, see, and, and the thing is, but what makes up for it is the characters themselves. Like, if I was if I was just to say just the characters themselves, 4.5. But <laughs> because the story does play a bit into it, and yeah, it can be dated, but that's not what's discounting against it. The plots themselves, the story itself, from beginning to end, um, while overall good, had a lot of flaws. Um, there was a lot of decisions made by characters, specifically like the main character, Lorelai. There was decisions, I'm like, no sane human is going to make that decision in this situation. So, um... I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with three point five. So. All right. So with my four point five, that means we give the original an eight out of ten. Eight out of I think that is absolutely fair. Respectable. Yeah. With flaws, but a lot of heart. Yes, I I would absolutely agree with that. So I feel like we're gonna flip flop now in the revival because with the revival, I actually have to go less than average. I have to give it a two. Really, you want to go that low? Honestly. I've noticed this uh, after we watched uh, Civil War, and it was fun to see all the characters that we hadn't seen yet show up on screen. It was a bit of a fanboying thing, but without, but you watch it again and you realize, oh, so they put these characters in just to fanboy about, not because they naturally fit into the plot. When Kirk shows up, he shows up in the first five seconds with a pot-bellied pig that is on a leash <laughs> with his t-shirt with was, a hashtag. Was it, was it Lulu? Yeah, Lulu the pig, and I'm like, uh, oh, no, Lulu. Lulu's his girlfriend. No, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, I forget what the pig's name was. Well, Kirk did name his own cat Kirk, so... That was there's, stupid. There's a preference. <laughs> it felt like, with a revival, you always have the problem of there being fan service, where it's like, oh, look, it's that character you love, oh my god, there's a slight pause while everyone gushes for a minute before you get back into the dialogue of the thing. Yeah. Um, like, oh my god, there's Melissa McCartney and Suki, and then, like, then her scene's over in, like, exactly. two minutes, so... The only one who gets to stick around for any length of time, I feel like, is Michelle, and then he gets written off real fast because he's going off to greener pastures. Didn't he decide against it, though? Wasn't he thinking about it and then decided against it? No, I don't know. <coughs> oh! We forgot my, fa my favorite part with Michelle! My favorite part! I completely forgot! Oh, yeah, okay, so... Uh, no, you I'm know, gonna... that, You gotta let me. You gotta let me. What I'm saying is your excitement <laughs> is just a little silly considering we all knew it and we didn't have to no, say it. No, you and your mother both said, no, that's not... No, I just said it's not you important know, to his character. It's not important to his character. In fact, the way they referenced it wasn't important to his character at all. But you and your mother both told me I was wrong at some point. So, in the original series, Michelle always came across very effeminate, very foppish. Um, I don't Fruity is a very bad term for that. But I always thought, oh, that means Michelle... Not, not, no, that does not mean that Michelle is homosexual or gay. Um, it just... I, I, I just got that feeling off of him. And even if he wasn't, even if he was straight, that doesn't mean he's even left, less of a character. And just because he is, doesn't mean that he's less of a character. I just, I was like, yeah, he's gay. Okay, can, let's go on. And and you and your mother both told me, no, he's not gay. He had a girlfriend at one point. Like, yeah, he but did. so does Tom Cruise. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in the revival, they talk about that he, I think he's engaged, actually. Yes, I believe. Um, and they're talking about... Um, 
Uh, they had like a husband, adult. Honestly, I thought it was his husband that he said. It, it may have been husband actually. Because they're um, raising pop pow and chin chin. Yeah, and they're thinking about adopting a child. So I remember like, but it's like I remember when I saw that. I immediately looked at Liz and I'm like, mm, who's right? Aaron so. has a very weird obsession with uh, being right about people being gay. He's. Very proud of I'm himself. Only, I'll, I'll only like do that whenever you guys tell me specifically I'm wrong. It, it matters very much to him that he can guess what your sexual orientation is. No, it doesn't. So, because <laughs> sexual orientation does not dictate your character. That's what I say. So, um, sorry, we completely forgot about that. So, getting back off of that tangent. Um, so, you gave it a 2.5. I say that while well, it's really fun or to see Or 2. All, you said a 2. Well, it's very fun to see all the characters back. Um... I don't feel like they use their time well. I feel like out of every character's story arc, Emily is really the one who makes the most growth or you know improvement as it goes on. Lorelai remains sort of null as it were, except for one she, big she, she goes, change. She which, goes kind of she kind of goes up a little bit and then down a lot and then she got she she doesn't grow but she doesn't go down. She kind of stays she through everything she kind of comes back to where she was. But Rory's sinking into just madness really yeah. at this point it kind of drags the whole thing down for me even without this fan theory i didn't find her at all relatable or uh understandable after a while i'm like no i think you are you are making these decisions now you are choosing to let life do yeah. this to you you are choosing to be in bed with an almost married man and to not take job opportunities that are presented <laughs> to you that would be good paths yeah i and like as in both of us have had like where at times where we're like, well, we would love this opportunity if we could only get it. And she's like getting opportunities like handed to her left and right. And she's saying no. It's like, it's a, and I hate the term millennial, but it was a very millennial attitude. What was it called? Like the 20 somethings? The 20 group? Yeah. The, the 30 the, the something. I don't even remember. It was, it was some it ridiculous was, term. It was, it was, it was not, stupid, but not it like. It shouldn't have been there. Yeah. It should not have been there. So, um. And whereas one, one thing I wanted to point out that is has actually come kind of a completely separate point. Um, something I kind of just realized. One of my favorite series is Scrubs. We I think we just talked about it. Um, yeah. Uh, Scrubs relies a lot on celebrity cameos. Like one episode celebrity, a few episodes nothing. Another episode celebrity. Right. Not, you know they relied fairly heavily on that. I didn't realize that until when I re think about this show. If they're celebrities, they're only around every so often. Mm -hmm. um, like, you know, you've got, like, your bigger actors in it, but it's not like, like with, like, Chad McElmurray and uh, What's-His-Face from the OC. Um, they left, but they were, like, the only ones that they had to, like, explain where they went type thing. Right. Um, so, it's I thought so it was... so rare to get everyone back in on one boat. Yeah. Um, it didn't they bring back uh, the uh, the Hinge Girls from Paris? Didn't did they did I, they come back or not? I can't remember. You know, I feel like they did. They might have, but I'm honestly not sure, so I will not speculate one way okay. or the other. So I, I so that that kind of helps strengthen this uh, the original series. But I, I stand by what what rating I gave it, but that helped strengthen it a little bit. So my. I guess oh, my... you mean from the original? Yes, they show up again. They yeah, keep the, showing the, the, up. Yeah, no, 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 no. They, 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 did, did they show up in the revival? I don't know. Okay, see, that's what I was asking. Because they showed okay. up. Uh, they showed up in the spring break trip. Yes, they so, did. Um, so, trying to wrap up, my my uh, I don't think I'm gonna be as high as you think I'm gonna be. I would say the revival is at least a three. 
Um, maybe a 3.5, but I think if they had treated... You know what? I'm going to say 3, because I think if they had treated Lorelai's character better in some aspects, I would have given it a 3.5. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with 3. But that's a super low score. That is a 5 out of 10. That is an average. That's an average score as we determine. It's not great, but it's not terrible. Maybe I should give it the .5 just to make it just slightly above average. It's what fans uh, wanted, but not what we deserved. We wanted uh, We wanted Amy Sherman Palladino to come back, to give us those last what? four words, to give us the story arcs that she never could give us, to have all the characters come back. We wanted all this, but that wasn't what that character deserved at this point in her life. We got plenty of what we wanted. We got uh, some of what we deserved but we also got a lot of what we didn't want or deserve either so it i would say it kind of averages out again I, I said this earlier it's the best revival yes that we've had to date i agree um but it's not it's not perfect it's not per it has, it has many many flaws we would still recommend watching it right we if would, you've watched the original series I'd recommend watching Do not... It. If you've never seen don't the Don't watch You're in the Life without watching the original. I hate when people do that. They're like, I don't get half of these jokes. Well, they're they're not, not for you. They're not... Yeah, it's definitely made for the fans. Like, like the damn... Like, uh, what? You're not going to understand uh, who Kirk is or why it's funny that he's walking a pig yeah, around the, town. Yeah, the, the uh, uh, Kirk film or, you know, like, a film by Kirk. I like... I hate when people do that. It has really to be. Do. <laughs> I do not. Do, I don't doubt that it has to be accessible to everyone. This show does, and it does feel that way. But it also yeah, like feels you could, like you could. But I you want to enjoy it. the backstory. You want to enjoy of why this relationship is strained between all of them. You need to understand that. You need to see how they grow, how they, how they connect, all that good stuff. Yeah. So, final thoughts um, to wrap up our longest episode yet. Woo! Well, we um, did have to cover again. Over 160 episodes. <laughs> um, so, and you couldn't, thought, you couldn't make women stop. Hashtag don't make women stop. Hashtag can't make women stop. Hashtag women will never stop. Hashtag women strong as hell. Hashtag we, feminism. Hashtag, fe sorry, female strong as hell. <laughs> hashtag Kimmy Schmidt. Uh, yeah, hashtag Kimmy Schmidt. So, uh, final thought. I think this was the most fun to discuss with you of all our episodes. <laughs> it was a little bit more back and forth. I, I did. I think uh, it was more. It was less about the plot and it was more about our actual review or uh, our actual thoughts on the series. This may so. be a turning point, Aaron. This may be it. <laughs> this was the turning point. This is so. it. Episode five. We're, we're, four. Only, we're, we're only four, four in, and now we're figuring out yeah. the gist of it all. <laughs> well, sometimes that's as many as it takes. So, <laughs> uh, uh, so but final thought on the the, the series as a whole. Um, everything. I am glad that I saw all of it. Right. I don't know if I'll ever see, I don't know if I'll watch Year in the Life again, honestly, but I do know that I continually watch the original seven seasons over and over and over, and that'll never change. Our Netflix queue keeps popping as up. As long watch as Netflix again, has or, uh, it. Continue watching. It's as a, long as it has it up there, Netflix, yeah. you've got me hooked. So, uh, final thoughts. I um, It was an enjoyable uh, series. I would re recommend it. Um, a lot of people get turned off by the fast dialogue, but if you can get through that, I think you'll enjoy it. There's some great character-driven um, stuff. I mean, the only so. thing we didn't talk about in this, we kept it very apolitical, as it were, but most my people, my father included, would say it's a chick show. Uh, as I would, a I would man, agree. As a, as, as a male, um, it, it is a... It is geared towards women, but it doesn't mean a man can't watch the show. I mean, well, the, that's what the whole thing about Gilmore Guys is about. The know? first season almost entirely fail, um, 
fails the reverse Bechtel test. Usually the Bechtel test is used to determine if two women can talk to each other about anything other than men, it passes the Bechtel test, which surprisingly few movies actually pass, yeah, it, which it, is sad. You would think that there's there's some movies out there you're like, oh yeah, that would pass that test. No, no. Nope. If two women can talk not. about anything besides men, it passes, and you'd be surprised how many fail. Yeah. This one is almost a reverse Bechtel, because for the first season, very rarely do two male characters ever talk to each other, and when they do, it's talking about Lorelai yeah. and Rory. Well, like, it's not that it's a female-heavy show, it's that it's usually only one male in 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 a, in a the frame at a time. Usually the woman is the token relationship person that they go through as opposed to yeah. the man being that way. So, Do you, does your, is your manhood threatened by two intelligent women talking fast? God, no. <laughs> That's... That that can be incredibly attractive, actually. <laughs> so I um I I think it's accessible even to men. I think men should get over themselves to be able to watch. They should or they shouldn't have to get over themselves, but they still should because it's an enjoyable show. Um, you know, there's depth to the characters. There's uh, lots of funny moments. There's a lot of deep moments. So I I would absolutely uh, I would absolutely suggest people to watch it. So, um, well, if you've sat through, you know. Over an hour and a half of us talking, <laughs> we highly appreciate it. Um, we uh, we're we're working on getting some uh, some uh, way for you give to give us feedback. Yes, we're uh, we're still working on that. We're we're looking at some different options right now, and um, and obviously, if you have feedback about you know audio issues, you know that kind of stuff. Absolutely, yes, please so, let us know that. Um, if you have any ideas for um, future episodes, let us know. We're uh, we've got our own ideas. We have to <laughs> fight to see which ones the other one wants to do. But uh, <laughs> if you have any ideas, we'd love to hear them. And um, again, thank you for uh, sitting through uh, a long time talking about Gilmore Girls. It's a long show. <laughs> Well, if, if Gilmore guys can do it, I think we can as oh, well. Oh, absolutely. So. That's not why we're doing it, but, you know. Gilmore I'm... guys, we love you. you want to come on the show? <laughs> we'll make our friend Paige jealous. <laughs> oh, you, you know that they were in the revival, right? No. Yeah, uh, apparently, like, you see the scene in the trailer, because I remember Paige was, our, our friend Paige, huge fan of the show, uh, shout out to Paige, um, says that like they were in there but apparently like at one point she walks through like one of the sitting rooms at the the butterfly inn and dragonfly. or sorry dragonfly um and they're sitting at a table that's right i remember that because you pointed it out to i'm me. like yeah I, I was a, so that's so cool i love uh, that they I'm, got a chance yeah. to meet the people and they got was, a chance to be a part of something they love so much that that's like the ultimate fan trip right there oh, so yeah. um so again Thanks, everyone. We'll hopefully have that up soon. Uh, be Keep an eye out for our next episodes. We have some ideas. Uh, we're not 100% sure what we're doing yet, but we have some ideas. So, Until next time, she's Elizabeth. He's Aaron. And, and we're, we're married, married to, to the, the idea. idea.